Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome around the virtual campfire for Frithcast number 108. 108. 108. Yeah. Which is... Maths. Which is maths. Yes. Which is, which is, we're still, we're still... Technically celebrating our hundredth episode. To be honest, we 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 are we yeah well you know we, you know, we like extended to, celebrations yeah we like extended celebrations we can and totally I, do that and I think it's only fair that we celebrate the hundredth episode for at least seventy two episodes. Wow, yeah, that's one big party. Yeah, yeah, It'll do for me. All right then, hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to our ongoing celebrations. <laughs> that I've just been made aware of. <laughs> Welcome to episode 108 of Frithcast. I'm Suzanne Martin. Hi. Uh, I'm a heathen with a head full of knowledge. I think I stepped in a bit too soon. You did, but that's I? okay. Okay. Go and introduce yourself. No, no, you do your bit again because I, I interrupted you. Do it I again. It. Do I it again. It. I interrupted you. Hello, lovely listeners. I'm Suzanne Martin. I am half your hosts around the virtual campfire. I'm a heathen with a head full of randomy knowledge, some of which I can use. And my name is Kate. I'm the rude one who interrupts people. <laughs> I am neither heathen, nor do I have a head full of anything really very much. Um, soap bubbles, mostly. Um, I, I am a, I'm a sort of passing sort of druid kind of thing that happens to live here. So Coffee powered. Coffee powered. Yeah. Although not not lately. I really ought to go and make another mug. Yeah. I could do that in, in instead of You could reading the thing. But we're gonna read the thing. Okay. We'll get coffee after. Okay. Okay. I've got a stage fright. Yeah? Yeah. It's Frithcast. You know all the lovely listeners around the virtual campfire. I know some of them. I might you never have them. met some of them. Yeah. You know them, we've spoken to them online, we've got all these lovely friendly faces, and they're all waiting. For a story time. Because it's episode 108. And if maths is being very kind to me, which sometimes it does, it's a story time episode. 108. Uh, nine divides into 108 12 times. That is to say there are nine. There are 12 nines in 108. So it's a story time. So it's a story time. Awesome. Okay. So my maths is officially good, yay, result, mm -hmm. and all of that jazz. So it's a story time episode. And if you've listened to our story times before, you'll know that sometimes we do things a little bit differently at story time. We're thinking particularly of a certain episode where there was a kind of um, a sort of 19, I don't know, kind of a... Film noir sort of feel. Yes. Was what we were going for. We Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, this one's in that kind of vein. It's probably going to be a very familiar story to you, but we've hopefully set it in a bit of a different setting and hopefully that might let you see it in maybe a little bit of a different way. We've tweaked. We've tweaked the we setting. We have tweaked the setting a little bit. So... Settle in around the virtual campfire, grab a mug drink of choice, find the biscuit tin, warm your knees. That's important. Welcome 
to story time at Frithcast. as Vanaheim Incorporated picks up the pieces after the successful attacks by the Asgard Hacker Collective. Smart Alfheim's three-day festival is showing no signs of stopping in its 24th day. Jen Bugsmile will be bringing us a live report later on, hangover permitting. Things are hotting up in Muspelheim and the Corp Wars on Jotnar PLC continue to rage on with reports of Asgard operatives getting involved. So Asgardians, watch out, because Jotnar will not let that go. And over in Midgard, well, Midgard is still Midgard. In recruitment news, the Asgard data center took a bruising in flare-ups with Vanaheim. Street rumor is that they're looking to build up security with another firewall. Eyeballs front for those with running and building skills. Time to earn some scratch with your mad coding. If you're looking to build rep as a runner, go report in and tell them we sent you. There was an automated call from the bot at reception. Someone had come to offer a wall. An unscheduled appointment. Did Screamer want to host it? Screamer hit the com call button for everyone to gather at the centre big meeting room and sent back that the bot could admit the guest on standard protocols. Screamer commanded the meeting room lights, sensors and room recordings as he was travelling in the lift up to the top floor. The big meeting room had views stretching across the city to the far docks with just enough space to intimidate. He turned on the holographic fish. The fish started their lazy circuit, swimming above head height, scales shimmering in the overhead light. Might as well intimidate from the first moment of arrival. Loki arrived just after Screamer had set foot inside the room. Loki reached up a hand to touch a passing hologram. Hello, fish. Nodded to Screamer as they both took a seat. Wanting to impress, are we? Everyone arrived in short order. Screamer made sure all were present before the visitor arrived. The image through the lift feed showed a tall man standing quietly, self-assured. Moments later, the room doors opened. Screamer looked the programmer over. He looked solid enough. Side minimal data port, double arm jacks, hair scraped back, soft cream ceramic plate jacket, clean boots, dot line tattoos peeking out of a sleeve. Welcome to Asgard. I'm Screamer. I speak for the corporation. Take a seat. The guest sat opposite. I'm Builder. Heard you needed a firewall unlike any other. We might be in the market for such a hypothetical request. My code work isn't any of that fancy stuff. No gaps, no back doors, no cracks, no weaknesses. Just solid code wall. Gatehouse if you want one, that's it. 
people in the room quietly murmured in agreement. Say we did. Not that we don't have one already, but we're looking for something... extra. What might your price be for such a solid service? Well now, said Builder, I hear you've got some pretty sweet coding here. Your Sun Moon EXE is well known, so that to start, and your assurances that you'll not interfere when it gets used, nor alter that program to only work when you want. Screamer didn't even have to look around. The code was good, but hardly worth what Builder offered. He nodded. Anything else? Builder shifted weight from one foot to another. Yeah. Heard you had a special program here. One of those unique AIs. Smart one. One that can talk to you, you know? Laugh, have conversations with. Real pretty. Screamer's eye narrowed. Builder continued, I know that you've kept it a guarded secret, but I also know the name, Cornucopia. Screamer was on his feet. You can't have her. Her? Builder questioned. It's just a programme. That's my price. Take or leave. Makes no rain to me. Both programmes. That's my price. One firewall for two programmes. Loki leaned forward. We'll discuss it. One moment. Builder shrugged. Take your time. Every second increases your potential risk. Builder was invited to step outside into the lobby and handed the code to the coffee machine. A flick of Screamer's finger activated a sound suppression system preventing anyone outside the meeting room from hearing any discussion within it. There was much agitation and excitable muttering, declaring and shouting. Screamer let them go for a while, listening to the voices, picking out concerns raised and points offered. Finally he raised a hand and the noise quieted. I've heard your opinions, and I agree with your concerns, Screamer said. You're worried that the price is too high. And you're right. We can't give him sun and moon, and I'm particularly reluctant to hand over Cornucopia. Even a copy would be incredibly dangerous. By the way, I don't want her getting wind of this. If she knows we're even considering it, she's likely to get... tetchy. Can we not code our own wall? Someone asked. We don't have the resources right now, replied Screamer. Besides, the corpse know our methods by now. We're adaptable, no doubt, but you know Vanaheim took down a few of our people. Sure, we won that furball in the end, but make no mistake, they're going to have got our people to talk. They could have learned a great deal from them by now. We need to present any corp or gov attacker with something completely off the wall, something left field enough that they don't know how to approach it. We need an outside mind on this. There was another wave of commotion. Low-key raised a finger. Screamer noted the gesture and motioned for quiet. What is it? he said. The slight figure sits a little way away from the table, face half veiled in shadow. Once the noise settled, Loki spoke quietly. I say we give him what he wants. There was renewed hubbub. Loki and Screamer remained silent, looking at each other until it subsided. We only agree to his terms, continued Loki. We don't actually give him what he wants. We can't do that protested Vindler. We've got a rep to think of. We have to maintain the web of trust. If we can't be relied upon to keep our word, we're finished. No, don't worry, said Loki, voice soothing. We'll agree to what he wants if he completes the work within a time limit we specify. 
Then, when he doesn't complete the job, we're off the hook for payment. He didn't do his part. No need for us to do ours. The guy's obviously good, though, continued Vindler. If we give him an unreasonably short time, he'll figure us out in Delta, and then we're left with no wall. If we give him a reasonable deadline, we risk him making it, and new wall or not, I don't fancy handing Sun and Moon over to him, much less Cornucopia. We're not giving him either, Loki assured him. Then, to Screamer, call him back in. Tell him you accept. Tell him he has, let's say, 72 hours to finish the work. Be strict about that. That's his cutoff. 72 hours to the millisec. Make sure he agrees to that, and then leave everything else to me. A warm smile bathed the assembly. Two eyes twinkled like stars. Trust me, Loki said. And they did. We accept your offer, Screamer held out a hand. Builder reached out his own, but Screamer suddenly pulled back. Oh, actually, he said, there was one thing we wanted to clarify with you. We need this work done as a matter of urgency. Now I'm told you're good, and from what I've seen, I'm inclined to trust that assessment. I think you should be able to have this done in 72 hours? Can you do that? Builder frowned. I mean, it is a lot of... Don't worry, Screamer put in. If it's too much for you, we'll make some more inquiries. I'm sure we'll find someone who... No, no, Builder said hastily. No, I'll do it. I can do it. 72 hours. Oh, yes, said Screamer. And it must be complete and fully operational by then. 72 hours, no more. Say we mark the time with a bank transfer, cent for cent. Builder looked at him for a moment. The open, friendly face, the somewhat unkempt beard above which glittered one ocean blue eye. The other was a Farview Technologies cybernetic. Builder mentally shook himself. This was fine. He could do it. He was good enough. Sure, he said. I do use an assist program, Workhorse. It helps me shift blocks of code around. Doesn't create anything or go anywhere it's not told to. Just move stuff. But it'll need access to your subnet. You can get one of your runners to check it over if you like, but it's pretty standard. Screamer, basking in the generous glow of a tripwire deal, nodded. I see no reason why not, he said. I'll get my colleague here to look it over just for formality's sake. But I'm sure there are no problems. He gestured with a finger and low keys stepped across to a jack point and connected to the framework. Standing still, a red glimmer in the eyes, the runner emerged back into the real world a moment later. It's standard like he said, low key reported. Bulky and solid, but standard. A deal it is then, said Screamer. He held out his hand again and this time Builder grasped it. If you need juice, Screamer said, just ask. As they shook hands, each man transferred a single cent from their own account to that of the other. The transfer not only served as the symbolic signing of a contract, but also provided a timestamp from which the agreed 72 hours would be measured. Screamer transmitted the details of the transaction to the building's administration computer. Centre, he called out. Time 72 hours from that exchange. Display on wall clock. Digital countdown to the millisec. The number appeared on the wall, already counting down. Builder set to work. They watched as the builder worked. 
He asked for little, made no fuss, just worked. Hour after hour. No breaks, no slowing, no stops. The time on the wall display ran down and down inexorably as the firewall grew higher. Screamer walked alongside low-key across the building roof. The light was dimming at the end of the day, turning the far below streets from grey to rust. Here is really close. Loki nodded. Works good too. I've been watching. Does something with code I've not seen before. Weaves it like a silver hand solo. Screamer ran a hand through his hair. He can't be allowed to continue. The co-ord council voices are more than worried. Cornucopia's heard somehow, and she's furious. Wants to rebel and wreak havoc. She's inconsolable. Didn't have anything to do with that, did you? A quick shake of the head. You didn't call me up here for nothing. What do you need? Screamer turned to face Loki. The council rightly remembers that it was your persuasion that moved them to accept. Builder is too close. He can't be allowed to complete. The price is too high. Even for you. Especially for me. They turned to look out across the cityscape, the streets already dark, tops of buildings glowing with the last of the light. Below they could hear the soft pulse beat of the club's opening doors in the dusk, saw traffic stop and start running through the city's veins, the holographic adverts beginning to shine in the gloom. Low Key was fascinated with the slowness of it, the solid antique feel of the city, the way that it became one clunky machine still working, self-repairing, upgrading with this new corp or that, but essentially the same, and different, always different. Loki, there's little time left. Screamer was waiting for an answer. Leave it with me. Asgard will have what it needs. Loki swam through the internet, drifting mostly carried along on swirling currents of data. All around, algorithms flickered and loops rolled lazily through the framework. Distant function calls echoed through the shimmering dark. Strings of light wove back and forth this way and that, the multitude of connections server to user, subnet to subnet, and here and there there were giant complex structures of interlocking blocks, barriers, towers, and domes that were the internet strongholds of corporations and governments. And there, over there, there hung the blazing sphere that was the Asgard data center one of the largest secure networks and storage facilities in the world, not controlled even indirectly by the megacorps. This, Loki reflected, was really the only way to judge the true scale of something's importance in the modern world. To look on it like this. From inside the framework as a wanderer in the internet itself, not some mere user, but jacked in and experiencing it as it truly was. But look at Asgard again. Closer. Look over there, on the surface of the gleaming golden sphere. There's a gap. A hole in the surface. A hole through which the inner structure of Asgard can be seen. Loki kicked out and drifted closer. What looked minor from afar was clearly vast from this vantage. Builder was making good progress, 
unfortunately. But the firewall was still open, and Asgard therefore was still vulnerable. At the edge of the gap, tiny strands of code wove and writhed, settling themselves into position and consolidating into a tight, packed mass, effectively unbreakable. Builder's avatar stood in the centre of the hole, flicking and swirling the strands and sending them out to catch and wind themselves into the barrier. He worked, dancing and spinning, rolling and darting here and there to find just the right angles, painstakingly building his wall. Building, though. Despite a usually cynical, moderately world-weary nature, Loki was impressed. The work was well beyond the mere assembly of code. Builder sold himself short with his choice of name. He was the artist, the composer, the lyricist. It seemed almost a shame to have to intervene. Loki would have liked to have let the man finish, if only for the opportunity to gaze on the beauty of work so perfect completed. But he was progressing all too quickly, and time was growing short. Dipping unseen over the edge of the gap, Loki descended into the interior of Asgard itself, at least into the outer layers. Past the familiar multitude of individual servers and subnets, each a fortress in its own right, and none more so than the dead fort, Screamer's own personal databank. And there, at last, was the workhorse the program flicking up and down, supplying the blocks of hewn code from which the builder pulled the strips and strings he was dispensing far above. Loki caught the program briefly on a couple of passes and managed to run an analysis, kicking it back down the line quickly enough that the builder didn't notice the delay. The trick now was to divert it. And Loki fancied there was a pretty solid way to do that. The workhorse program wasn't really intended to think. Not only would even fairly rudimentary intelligence have been illegal, it simply didn't need to do anything other than shuttle code up the line to build it. A simple enough task for the single-minded program and one that had kept it satisfactorily busy for the last 258,958,800 milliseconds. Down. Grab. Up. Release. Down, grab, up, release, over and over, down, grab, up, release. The program wasn't to know that the line it was following wasn't the one it was following a millisecond ago. It didn't register that the place it was releasing its code blocks had changed and was well aware from where it should be. It didn't detect that its previous line now branched in a different direction and led it to deliver not to its builder, but to low-key. While Builder bounced around way above, sending out call after call to his missing workhorse, Low-Key sat among a mountain pile of code segments and wondered what might be made from these by a suitably creative mind. I'm not happy. Builder leaned forward in his chair, thumping his clenched fists on the meeting room table. A murmur went around the room. Screamer, though, merely raised an eyebrow. You failed, he said. We agreed terms, and you failed to fulfil them. It wasn't fair, Builder bellowed. It was perfectly fair, put in Loki, voice soothing, calming. 
As the boss here says, we offered terms, you accepted them, you didn't manage to complete in time. It's just biz. But listen, you know you're still going to profit from this. The work you've done is magnificent and you only exceeded the time by minutes. You know that if the contract allowed for flexibility, we'd be happy to accommodate you. Even perhaps pay you a proportion of the fee, but sadly, none of us thought to insert such a clause. Builder snarled and muttered under his breath. Loki held up a hand placatingly. Please, please don't upset yourself. Think of what this will do for your rep. We've no intention of hiding what you've done here or not giving you due credit. Think about it. I bet that word of mouth alone will bring you profit on the back of this. You'll be known as the runner who built the Great Firewall of Asgard. A colossal achievement. People will be flocking to retain your services. This could still make you a very wealthy man. The meeting room door slammed open. Several of the attendees jumped to their feet, a few reaching for concealed guns. In the doorway stood Hammer, one of the collective's heavy hitters. He glared at Builder with evident rage and jabbed a finger towards him. You! he shouted. Builder looked alarmed. What about him? someone said. Didn't tell you he was working for Jotnar, did he? There were gasps and muttered profanities from around the council. That's not true, shouted Builder. Liar! bellowed Hammer. I've been watching that court for months. I know you're with them. Is this true? demanded Screamer. You didn't tell us that when you came to us. Wanted to hide your association? It's not... I'm not... Builder stopped and started again. Look, I, I promise, I'm not with Jotnar. I used to be. I used to be. But I left, ages ago. I wanted to go freelance and they weren't going to let me work for myself on the side. You know how they are. Loyalty above all, yeah? I mean, isn't that what you expect? From our members? Yes, agreed Screamer. And also from our contractors. You withheld information that you must have known would have prejudiced us against you. Vindler, we need the firewall program checking over thoroughly. Make sure he hasn't slipped any nasty extras in there. And once you're happy it's clean, finish the work he failed to complete. Especially the bridge gate. I want it impregnable by the time you've finished, clear? Vindler nodded and made to leave the room. As he passed Builder he snarled, his gold teeth glinting. Builder visibly flinched. And what about him? said Hammer, eyes fixed on the quavering coda. I'll leave that to you, said Screamer. Do whatever you see fit. Hammer nodded. Reaching down, he gripped Builder by the collar and dragged him out of his chair. Come with me, he said. I'm going to teach you a thing or two about honesty. Builder continued his protests as he was hauled out of the door and down the hallway. Months after... When the summer rains had washed the dirt and ash from the buildings and the grime hadn't yet begun to build back up, Low-Key came to stand next to Screamer at the centre central viewport, looking out across the drizzle neon streaks and gold sunset fighting through the smog. The cityscape was almost pretty in that moment. Almost. Screamer nodded. He wasn't one for words when none were needed. Low-key rummaged around in a jacket pocket and held out a grey data shard. Here. Screamer took the shard, careful not to touch Low-key's skin. What's this? Low-key smiled, a crooked smile. Fastest program you'll ever have. Can travel everywhere, that one. Even has runes on its teeth. Consider it a gift. 
low-key walked away. Till next time. Screamer put the shard safe in his jeans pocket and said nothing at all. Lovely listeners, thank you very much for joining us around the virtual campfire for this episode 108, Storytime Saga Punk. <laughs> we really hoped you enjoyed sharing it with us and we'll see you around the virtual campfire again for episode 109. If you would like to come and find us online, my name's Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter at Githa in Jeans. And should you want to find me for any reason, you can do so by uh, popping into our Discord server. If you come to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash frithcastpod, there is a uh, link to the Discord server in there and we would be more than happy to see you. So, lovely listeners, we hope to see you again soon around the virtual campfire, and we hope to catch you for episode 109. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.